welcome to the Project Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Gorey, mom of a sweet baby girl and an ever-evolving entrepreneur. On this show, we will explore the intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship. We will share stories of moms just like you and me with a goal of fostering community and comfort in knowing that we are not alone in our experiences. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to ensure you get all the updated episodes and releases. Welcome to today's episode of the Project Mom Podcast. Today's episode is more of a practical one. I am hoping to share some tips and tricks for traveling with a toddler. We'll share some of the insights that we had from our time when Olive was a baby, but I figured with the holidays coming up and hectic travel schedules coming up, what better way than to share what has worked for us and what we are planning on doing moving forward. So the episode is a little bit different in that it's more practical than some of those existential question ones that I've released in the past. So feel free to enjoy this episode if it is something that is on your radar or skip and pause until it makes more sense for you. So for us, we've done actually quite a few trips with Olive since she was born. We've been to Hawaii a couple of times. We've been to the East Coast three or four times. We've been to St. Louis. We've been to San Francisco. And we have two more trips coming up for the rest of the year for the holidays. So my husband's family is here, but I have family all over the country. So it is really important for us to travel so that my daughter gets to see her family, right? Video chat can only do so much. And whenever we get started in the planning, preparing phase of a trip, it gets pretty intense for me. I always start with some sort of basic packing list and add from there based on what worked for us the last trip, where we're going, and who we're seeing. And it's interesting because I feel like it's constantly evolving, right? What worked for us two trips ago didn't work for us on the last trip and is honestly probably a crapshoot on what will work for us this upcoming trip. So I get pretty stressed about keeping her calm on the plane. We had flown to Florida in July and somehow we had like the most grumpy women in front of us. And Perhaps part of that grumpiness was perceived, right? I was already worried about annoying those around us. And maybe these women didn't have kids. I would bet that at least one of them did. But anyway, I kept seeing them turn around and looking between the seats to see what was going on in a row, right? There were huffs, there were looks. And honestly, it was a lot. Like in that moment, I felt like a really awful mom, right? Why couldn't I control my kid from kicking the seat in front of her? (laughs) Another time, honestly, like I was actually scolded by the flight attendant for not having my daughter in my lap, right? I was already sweating, trying to keep her restrained in my arms as she's arching her back, rejecting me and screaming at the top of her lungs. And It's in those moments that I declared that I was never traveling again. And I think about it now and have such compassion for myself, but also for those women sitting in front of us, right? I can imagine the childhood that they have, the rules, the structure, the lane they had to be in for them to think 
I should have more control over this situation. Because in those moments, my husband and I were doing our absolute best to keep her calm, right? To follow all of the rules and honestly just survive the flight, right? We were just trying to survive. We're not thriving by any means on these airplanes. And I recognize their looks and opinions are coming to me through a lens of their own experiences and upbringings. So I do have compassion for them and for the life that they have lived. I also have compassion for myself just trying to do my best, right? To give my child an opportunity to meet and spend time with her family. And that means getting her on a plane and not giving two shits about anyone else's opinion in those moments. So with that said, I feel for you moms, if you have a child similar to my own, right? One that must be moving at all times. One who is so active and interested in everything going on around them. Ones that are not captivated by a tablet and must say hi to everyone they see. So I wanted to share some tips and tricks of what had worked for us in the past in hopes that it gives you a win in a moment when you could use one. For us on the flights, it is so crucial to bring a car seat. That is obviously if you are buying a seat. Right? It's a safe space for them. And for Olive, it seems to be the only way that she'll sleep on a flight. We do use a travel bag that can be carried on my husband's back throughout the airport. So it makes it a little bit more streamlined as we're schlepping all of this stuff through the airport. The one challenge we have found, though, is that airlines have really shrunk the legroom in economy seats. So it makes it really difficult to place a car seat in one of those you're most likely going to have to place it forward. We found the biggest struggle with that, though, is the seatbelt. The buckle on the darn seatbelt is actually a nuisance. It like sits right in the back of their lower back. So my recommendation for this is just bring an extra blanket so you can pad the area behind their lower back a bit, and hopefully it just becomes something they don't even think about anymore. I would also recommend bringing any stuffies that you're willing to carry, any of their lovies, their stuffies, their friends that they absolutely love to have. And it's interesting because I'm sure like many of you, we have a running checklist for the airport. We get on and off the plane. Do we have mama? Do we have dada? Do we have olive? Do we have baby, Jerry, Foxy, Uni, strawberry? Those are all her friends. Plus our two backpacks and our tote bag of goodies. So it is a lot, but honestly, I find it worth it in order to give them a comfortable space. As for diaper bags, we have done this in a couple of different ways. Obviously, right, bring your change of clothes. Layers aren't super imperative for the plane. It gets hot, it gets cold. We need socks, we need shoes, we need no socks, we need no shoes. Honestly, I find the easiest way to deal with this is if we're flying in the morning, we just leave her in her pajamas (laughs) until she gets messy. It makes for some pretty funny looks, but also a really cute kid running through the airport. We also started using, and shout out to my sister for this recommendation, we use those small packing bags. We have the Easy Bag brand. You know, it's one of those smaller bag organizers that people tend to use like in suitcases for traveling. We actually use those within the diaper bag. And I find that if you put your diapers, wipes, rash cream, cream applicator, any poop bags for dirty diapers, all within this little smaller container and compartment, 
It makes it so much easier to grab just what you need out of the backpack for when you go into that absolutely tiny airplane bathroom changing table. So something to consider there has made our life extremely simple when it comes to that. Also, something that we did use is actually those puppy pee pee pads. <laughs> we use them one of the trips. It's, you know, one of the ones that you put on the floor and you're potty training or house training your new puppy, right? You put it on the floor and if they go to the bathroom, it, you know, it soaks it all up and it, and it saves your carpet. We actually started using those for the changing tables in the airport. Throw a couple in your bag. You can put them down when you have to change them. That way you just throw them out and you don't have to worry about which side of the blanket did I put down on the table and do I want my kid laying on it? So it takes away a lot of the second guessing, something else you have to remember, things like that. So definitely would consider taking some of those. Are you heading on a trip for the holidays with your little one? Are you not sure where to begin when it comes to packing your suitcase and carry-on bags? Do you worry that you've forgotten something important? If you're anything like me, you make lists upon lists in order to empty the thoughts out onto paper. If that sounds like you, this resource is exactly what you need. I've spent hours over the past year or so Googling, reading blogs, calling friends in hopes of curating the perfect packing list for our travels. I've taken all of that research and simplified it. This list I use every single time we prepare for a trip, and I've made it available for you all to access. This starter packing list is meant for you to build off of it as you plan and pack your bags. Let me help you take out the guesswork. Check out the free resource page on our website, projectmompodcast.com, or click through the link in our show notes below. Our tote bag with food and goodies is the next best thing. We use another easy bag to hold snacks, you know, goldfish, cheddar bunnies, pouches, freeze-dried fruits are a big one for us. Bombas are also really good for us. Olivia loves them. And we bring the packet. We actually have a packet ice snack bag. And I'm not sure if any of you listening have invested in one of those. Get it. They are amazing. The whole sides freeze. You stick the whole thing in and it's solid and goes seamlessly through the security line. So definitely recommend. And we use that to keep our cheese sticks and any additional like yogurt pouches, things like that for the airplane. Absolutely a must. In terms of entertainment, this one is a tough one and I think is always actively changing. Right now, we're in the phase of like, Poppet toys and activity books that have, you know, zippers and buttons and shoelaces, things like that. That works really well for us. She's loving toy cars, you know, the ones that you pull back and then when you release, the wheels have wound up so they move forward. Those are very fun on the drop down table trays <laughs> on the airplane. So I would recommend one of those. Also, this is like a hit or miss thing with depending on who you talk to, but for us, Ice cubes are a huge entertainment. One slips down the shirt. Ooh, it's cold. That's funny for a little bit. You know, if you drop it on dad's lap, that's funny for a little bit. And it also actually helps with swallowing. You know, if they're sucking on an ice cube or they're chewing on one and they're swallowing, it helps with the ear popping on takeoff and landing. And for a family that has a kid who 
does not drink milk or does not drink bottles any longer, right? This is something that has really helped us kind of alleviate some of that pain for her. We're not yet in chewy gummy candies and things like that. So it is really imperative that we find a way. And for us, ice has been a game changer on that. I will say too, right, do your research. You are able to bring on liquids such as formula and milk and medicines that are larger than the three ounce requirement as long as it is for your baby. So keep that in mind. You do just have to let the TSA agent know ahead of time like what's going through and they'll just take a look at it separately, but you're usually pretty good to go. So I recommend doing the research on that if that is something that you need to consider bringing on as well. Next is our travel stroller. We love, love, love our Zoe travel stroller. It folds and is small enough to fit in the overhead bin if you want to. It is a game changer. Lately, I will say it's been easier for us to gate check it because we have so many things in our hands. It's almost less enjoyable to like lug it down the aisle. We'd rather just wait for it (laughs) at the gate check, but absolutely fits in the overhead if you have some extra hands to lug it down the aisle. Olive has been a big kid from the beginning, right? She basically started hitting her weight growth milestones really early and she sat very, very nicely on the curve at over 100% percentile for height and 96% for weight. She's 21 months old, 31 pounds, and almost 34 inches tall. So you can imagine as a five foot one mom, baby body carrier just was not the way to go for me for long stretches. But I do know a lot of people have used them and heard it's a really great way to go if you're able to carry your baby for long stretches of time. So definitely consider that as opposed to a stroller, if that makes sense for you and your family. One last thing that has been a game changer for us that I want to highlight is that if you are landing close to bedtime and you have a car ride where your kid might fall asleep before you reach the destination, I highly recommend packing a pair of pajamas and an overnight diaper and changing them at the airport before you get in the car. This way, you don't have to wake them up when you get home or when you get to your destination if you can help it. It makes the overall transition so much smoother. I know some people have said to me, I think my own mother included, that's so gross you change them in the airport bathroom. You throw down one of those pee-pee pads and it's like they're on their own clean, sterile pad, okay? I am less worried about germs than I am about waking my kid up in between car nap and bedtime. Take from it what you will. (laughs) Another amazing thing that we have done on a couple of our trips is use a baby gear rental service. We can rent pack and plays, strollers, high chairs, and you can do that 99% of the places that you travel, right? These companies understand the hassle of traveling with kids, so they want to help. And it's really nice to not have to worry about the equipment at each of our locations. And I will say, sometimes hotels have this, right? They might have pack and plays. They might have high chairs at no additional cost if you reserve them early enough. So definitely worth a shot of checking that out. But I do think that if that's not an option, rental services are absolutely an amazing go-to. Also, if you don't do it already, do a target pickup or delivery of diapers and wipes to wherever the hell you're going. Don't lug them. 
We use separate overnights, so I do bring those as I don't really take up that much more room, right? If you only need one per day. So I don't want to, you know, have to worry about those. But getting your diapers and wipes either delivered to your location if you're staying with somebody or a Target pickup before you head to your hotel or your Airbnb is honestly a game changer. It takes away a lot of the stress. You just place the order and you pick it up and you don't have to worry about lugging those with you. So absolutely amazing. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. Lastly, give yourself some grace. Most people we have found are so generous and will even help you entertain your child. I mean, we've had a couple of flights where we've had some great luck either sitting near some other, you know, families with little ones or just some people that are super gracious and help us entertain her for a little bit. So give yourself some grace. You know, if you're having a difficult time, if your child's having a difficult time, this flight will be over. Well, maybe not before you know it, but soon enough, and you will never see these people again. So do not worry about what that person in front of you is thinking. If you're making them uncomfortable, you do your best, mama. You've got this. If you want to travel with your little one, you can. It may not be easy, but it'll be so worth it. I've linked my packing list freebie in the show notes as well as on my website. It is a great place to start when trying to figure out all you'll need for traveling with a toddler. Be sure to check it out. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please help us out and leave a review wherever you listen and consider sharing with your friends. If you're interested in learning a bit more about the project or want to share your story, please visit our website linked in our show notes below.